Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Thursday, and um, it's been a busy week. And uh, if I let this continue, i got plenty of work to do with this Yiddish lecture business I'm doing, which is now on the YouTube, with Speech by Speech. So I'll put off, I'll keep putting off the uh, Tefillah podcast, I don't want to do that, um, for a whole bunch of reasons. And uh, mostly because uh, uh, Mishpacha Stefanski asked me to, uh, very kindly, to try to say something about the Kedusha. It wasn't something I was to get into, but people are entitled to ask, I can only, as is always the case, I can only tell, say what I know, what I think, right? I can't go and say that this is the upshot, this is my shot, you know. Now, the Kedush, of course, in the Shemun Esrei, the heart of which, it's a good question. It's very complex, and it's perfectly right to people to wonder what's going on. Uh, and I want to get this done this week, um, because... Uh, uh, but Sal Stavinsky is actually flying back to America today from Israel. So we get it in time. Uh, basically, as we all know, the Kedusha is a combination of two passages in the Nach. There's a vision of Isaiah and a vision of Ezekiel. And Yeshaya is the part about Kedush, 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 and so forth. And Yecheskel is the part about Brokshin Kumachzulam, Aminam, Brokshin Kumo. That's what it is, and the uh, and the Torah tells. Take, let's put it this way: these are two prophetic visions. A prophetic vision, a prophecy, is a funny business because it's not literal. On the other hand, it's not a fantasy either. It's true, but in its own way. Let me explain. And again, I can only tell you how I understand it. Yeshayo didn't. It says Vayiras Hashem. I mean, what are the words in the book of Yeshayahu? You got in order to have a little bit of an idea, and I mean literally a little bit of an idea of what's going on, because this is deep stuff, right? It's deep stuff. So, what's the kadosh 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 thing? What's the background? It says in Yeshayim in Perkvav, "Bishnas Mosam Elchuziyovo Eres Adunoi Yeshiv Al Kisi Rambaniso B'Shulam Leisa Hechol." You what I just said? "Eres Adunoi Yeshiv Al Kisi Rambaniso B'Shulam Leisa Hechol." What does that mean? Right, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe, you know, the long robe that God was wearing, uh, filled the temple. Well, you don't need me to tell you. He may have seen that, <laughs> right? But that's not an accurate vision of what God is, because God is beyond description. That's what I mean when I say, when we do Kedusha and things like this, we run into the fundamental conundrum of alt and that is, you have to say things that are not true in order to get an approximate idea of Vostotzach, even though the approximate idea is infinitely going to be wrong. That's the paradox of davening. But Hashem made us this way, and so we got to do what we do. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever, I've said it before. 
Whatever you're thinking of, when you daven, it's, it's I, thou. I'm talking to Hashem. Correct? But I don't know what I'm talking to. It's beyond my hazogas. In spite of what I just said, the Baruch Shalom wants you to daven to him. So you have to create some kind of a hasoga, even though, in an ultimate sense, your hasoga is going to be incorrect. But that's what he asked you to do. Okay? That's what he asked you to do. So going with that, each one of us on our own madrega. So I'm on a low madrega, Yeshai is a novi, he's a high madrega. And therefore, the Chazal, when they put together the Tavanik, they said, we don't want cats as low madrega. That's okay for cats. It really is. That's okay for me. And if it works for me, that's great and all the rest of it. But we want, as a standard for a whole Kalisrael, somebody from a high madrega, and that would be a novi with a high level of Nabula, and that would be Yeshayo, for example. Excuse me, for example. And so he had a vision, right? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I assume you kind of know what I mean. In Yeshayo, it says, I'll say it again. I'm reading a Pusuk. Okay? I'm reading a Pusuk. And and he was surrounded by angels on the throne. So it describes God as, as a king sitting on a throne, surrounded by angels. This is where we get the whole idea that's often mentioned in Judaism in a thousand uh, tefillos and piyutim and uh, shachris and so on and so forth. You know, there's whole uh, uh, gobbles of uh, piyutim, ofanim, and this and that and the other. What's your angelology? I'm talking about angels. Now, um, what does all that mean? He did not see God sitting on his throne. Or maybe I should refrain that. I could be wrong about that. He had a vision of God sitting on his throne, but that was not God. God created that vision. <laughs> you get it? You know, God created that vision, but it's not God. Um, and he created the scene. So if God created a scene for the prophet to see, Shmami knows there's something important in that vision. Even if that vision is not exactly God, because it can't be. But nevertheless, it's a divinely bestowed vision. So when we do Kedusha, or anytime we talk about this in Davening, we're following the divinely bestowed vision that the Rebbe Shalom gave to a Navi. So that's okay. You just have to pinch yourself and say, this is not literal. Okay? It's not literal. But so what? If it's a vision, if it's a message the Rebbe Shalom gave to a Navi, that's good enough. That's what we do. Now, why did he give him this vision? And later on, Yechesko. Obviously, to inspire some sense of majesty and awe. Uh, human beings are built in such a way that, uh, you know, you have, uh, how should I put it, kings or superiors or high people. Um, in, in democracies, we kind of make fun of that sort of thing. But even in democracies, we like to make um, kings... Uh, at least uh, temporarily out of presidents and other big shots and all the pomp and ceremony of the White House and so forth, maybe under Trump and Biden a little less than usual, but nevertheless, you know what I mean, and uh, certainly in other countries. And the notion of superior beings is something that's part of the human condition. I repeat, the notion of superior beings. And therefore, we, you know, so therefore we think, you approach God in Shimon Esrei, it shouldn't exactly be like a buddy. It should be something higher than that. Now, by the way, 
a buddy is also okay. There are many ways of dealing with it, and chasidus and other things like that. That works too for those that it works for. But one of the ways is the way of a melech. And uh, you could you interpret the word melech by, you know, like the Ramah says, look at nature. That That's, you know, no question about that. That's one way. And another way that probably works for more people who than simply viewing nature and saying, wow, is the notion of formal institutions of monarchy, like a palace, guards, uh, panoply, and so forth. In this case, it would be the heavenly palace, heavenly throne, and the angels being the guards or, or the, the praisers or things like that. So the reason they... So I repeat, if the Rebbe gave this to Yeshayo, then the Chazal, their opinion is like this. There's very great significance to all this, even if it's not exactly literal, but nevertheless, it has a, a meaning of its own because it's a nevua, it's a divinely given message, and a divinely given message has its own uh, um, importance, okay? <clears throat> now, the thing is like this, when they constructed what you and I specifically called the Kedushan Shem <clears throat> so it's kind of interesting that uh, they married together the two places in the Tanakh, in the Nach specifically, where uh, heavenly visions are, are mentioned, uh, at least in this context. There actually are a few more, but in this very direct context. One is the one that I just said, because Yeshayo said like this, I, I, I had a vision of the throne, and there God sitting on the throne, and he's surrounded by the angels, and the angels say, right? The angels in Pasuk Gimel say, So when you and I, in the Shemun Esrei, Ashkenaz was probably in the Kaddish. Let's say Ashkenaz. The Kaddish Hashem Chabalom changed from Hakdisha Moshevim Now that we just said Ata Kaddish, and I tried to argue last time, Kaddish means beyond. You know, so uh, when we talk about God being beyond, so uh, you know, sublime in that way, which is not easy, to, to, you know, to wrap around. Okay, it, it's not bullshit at all. So an aid to that is the Kaddish Hashem that now that I say, Ata Kadosh, let us know as a Tzibur, because Kadosh requires a Tzibur. Let us know as a Tzibur, imitate the angels. Okay? Because if in this vision, the Baruch Shalom wanted him, wanted us to perceive of him as some sort of thing praised in Shamayim, which means in the metaphysical realm, right? Then even though it's described in grossly anthropomorphic terms, as if there was a hall, a heichal, and if there was a chair, and if there was a room, and if there were angels flapping with wings, six wings apiece, even though it's described in grossly anthropomorphic terms, physical terms, but there's there's a, a truth to it anyway, right? And uh, what that truth is depends who you are, okay? Uh, somebody, I mean, to, to me, personally, the Pashim Shadah is the, um, the harmony of nature, you understand? I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not wrong. I'm definitely not wrong. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the only shot. You know, I'm sure Makobo can tell you all kinds of things like that. Seriously. <laughs> or some kind of Hasidic Rebbe. But to plain, simple Joe like me, you know what I'm saying? If you think in, in plain logic terms, I'm not a big philosopher. I, at least to my mind, I try to think just plain logic. So, uh, what does it mean that the angels are all proclaiming Kadosh, Kadosh, you know, the Kadosh of God in the metaphysical realm? The answer is harmony. Okay, harmony. You see, everything fits together. So it's a gigantic plan. 
So it's like Mora Masech Hashem, sort of. But here, the Mora Masech is even in the Shemayim. And uh, the Chazal make a big deal about Bekar Zel Zeviyamr, that the angels are all, um, you know, polite to each other. And, you know, Karzel Zeviyamr, nobody um, sings or takes a point until they're given permission by the others, which means in, in a perfect world, in a, in a metaphysical world, there's no disharmony. And that reflects the fact that in a metaphysical world, God is, is, is more perceived. Now, I want to repeat a hundred times, God is not in the metaphysical world either. We believe he created that world. But metaphysical world will mean a zone of reality in which, at least to me, a zone of reality in which the presence of God is perceived more clearly. So in that case, um, the harmony is, is greater. And we make a big deal in Judaism about this angelic harmony. Um, in the in the Akdomus, it's a long poem. And anyway, we always say, like this, Right? What does it mean, Oseshon Bermomov? He makes a heaven bimromov in the high places. doesn't mean up in Mars. Oseshon Bermomov means in the metaphysical, right? So in the metaphysical the world does not have wars and uh, disharmony, all the rest. Everything is fine. It's only the physical world that we have all this junk going on. Um, and that's a time on the physical world. So we pray, Oseshon Bermomov, who Yaseshon will I'll call you throw. The, you know, the one that the, the, has harmony in heaven, but that's reflected in the Karzel Zeviyamar. Now, um, that's one place, okay? And that's why we say, So, having said, individually, because that's a silent Shem now we say, and as a Tzibor, we want to say this as a per Tzibor, so that we want to imitate the angels. Uh, we're not angels, but we want to imitate the angels. Maybe the fact that you do something as a tzibur partakes of the angelic. Because in the Jewish religion, it's part of the basic mysticism, you don't have to be makubal. A tzibur by itself has a mystical power. So when you're saying the Shemanesri, um, so you're saying Shemanesri, you're saying the Kedusha, I mean, you're supposed to have in mind, at least the way I understand it, you're supposed to have in mind, the primacy is we are saying it's a tzibur, it's a minion. You get it? It's a minion. Ata Kadosh could be an individual. You know, you're diving silent Shimon But when you're saying Kedusha, as we all know, you're saying it as a seaboard, and that endows it with a higher power. Right? The very fact that you have a seaboard, which is a mini Claudius robe, the fact you have a Claudius robe that praising Hashem is infinitely more powerful than just the individual person doing so, although that's good too. And so therefore we see, Nekadish Hashem Kabaolam, Shem Shemakdim Shem Shemakdim we want to, you know, imitate what the angels do. Quoting from Isaiah, See? Um, now, we just made a statement over there. And, it, and it's a statement, as I just said before, as at Sebra, we want to imitate the angels, and hopefully that'll give us a big oomph. In other words, that'll put a good hashpah, shefa, into the world. Uh, because that's what Yeshayo seems to indicate. That there was something good about all this. But then, of course, as we all know, you know, there's, there is another a famous passage, and that's the Yechezkel, in a completely different context. In general, those who know, it's no secret, the Chazal always consider Yeshayo a superior prophet to Yechezkel. And they say that he was more of a, um, what's the expression, a ben uh, bias by uh, the by Shemayim, whereas Yechezkel was more of a ben kfar. 
you know, he was, it, 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 no, it was a hillbilly versus a visiting the White House versus a local. And the idea being that Yeshayo was a hire. Now, still, Yeshayo is a big prophet. And in there, he has this strange passage, again, within the context. I believe that the Yechezkel passage is less known because Yeshayo is one of the Haftorahs that I just told you. And Yechezkel is not, not this piece. And it's in, uh, and it comes right after the Merkava. Uh, one thing we just did on um, Shavuos was Yechezkel's vision of the Merkava. So he sees a chariot riding around of some sort or another. And right after that chariot, God tells him, you know, I'm sending you as an angel to the... Uh, to the uh, sinful Jewish people. Um, you know, in other words, that's the, the second chapter of Yechezko. And these people are no good. Right? And, uh, you know, and basically, they're not going to listen to you. I want you to give Muslim, whether they listen to you or not, and as I know they won't. He says those words. Whether they listen to you or not, I want you to say, Whether they listen to you or not, I want them to know that there was a Navi who gave him a fair warning before anything happened. And on and on and on. And, you know, and, he's, and he says, you know, you better watch your uh, steps and so forth. And then God shows him a, um, a hand with a, with a safer with a piece of writing on it. And he says, eat this writing, <laughs> eat, this, eat this scroll. Eat this scroll. Eat this a Megillah. So in his dream, he, he opens his mouth. Right? And he eats this Megillah, which has on it um, a tokel of some sort, you know, um, uh, future warnings and curses and things like that. And it was, uh, it, it tasted good, which is a strange thing, but we'll leave this alone. And then, having said that, God says, listen, you know, now uh, that you've eaten this and all the rest of it, uh, I want you to uh, be tough and go give hell to the Jewish people and they'll give it hell back to you and don't worry about it. I'm going to make you as tough as they are. And you'll have, you know, if they give you a frown, you give them a frown back. Don't take no junk off of them. Then tell it to them straight. Okay? So you see, it's a long passage over here. And in the midst of all this, Hashem says, I want you to go tell Jewish people and don't care what they react to you. I want you to put the words out there. Go out there to the Gola, to Whether they listen or not. It's like four or five times in this vision, God keeps saying whether they listen or not. So basically, he's trying to teach Yishayo to be, what is it, a Navartic or something like that. In other words, you have to go in and order nails. You know, so you have to I think the word is hishtavus or something like that. You don't care what people think about you. You have to be uh, train yourself to be tough that way. In that context, when he said, I want you to go out there and be tough and give them the message, right? You know, whether to, uh, you know, wh- whether they listen to you or not and give them musr, the next pasuk is, Vatiso ruach, komo. You see, then all of a sudden he starts hearing Right, but I was lifted up by a ruach. Now, the article translates a wind. I think Rashi does, but it makes more sense to me a spirit, because after all, this is all a prophetic vision. You're not flying anywhere, okay? Uh, you're not flying anywhere, um, but nevertheless, he hears Rashkado. So behind him, he's a brook Hashem and Como. 
It's a hard thing to translate. Right? It's a, it's a hard thing to translate. Um, I think we all realize that. Uh, you know, the Spirit lifted me up and I heard behind me a, a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place with which it was standing. That's one way of translating it. Right? Or maybe heard the sound. That's the way you and I usually translate it. We heard the sound of like a great earthquake saying, Blessed be the name of the, the glory of the Lord from the place. The Chazal make a big deal in many places. I just remember this in the past. That Hashem created Malcolm. He's not the Malcolm. He created Malcolm. Nevertheless, he's a brook to Hashem and Como. Now, poetically, whoever put together the Kedusha, poetically, conflates the two visions that we just saw. Yeshayo, who lived long before Yechezkel, and Yechezkel. Between the two of them, you have the conflation or the mixing together of the two visions. And it's very cute. So we say in the Kaddish Hashem Kolom Shem Shem Let's be Mekadish as it's seaboard, the way the angels do. And they say, Korzel Zaviyamar Kaddish Kaddish Kaddish, etc. Liyumosam Barchimeru. And opposite them, or facing them, Barchimeru. The other angels say, Barchimeru. So that's assuming that um, Yeshaya saw uh, half the picture, shall we say? And Yechezka saw another half of the picture. You know? Yeshaya saw the part where it says, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And Yechezka saw the other part. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? It, it could be poetic. Or not, because, you know, these are two um, Nevi'im. So maybe they saw the same scene, you know, which repeats itself all the time. I don't, it's, it, it, I can't tell. Maybe people did better research than I did. That's how I understand it. Now, um, what's going on over here? Especially as it relates to us. To me, as I said before, I'm hung up with the idea of Kadosh as being beyond. And it's very important for a person to, um, when they daven, to sort of have one thing in mind, but always pinch yourself about the other. You can't help it, as I said before. On the one hand, you're davening as if God is right in front of you, in the sense of being like something, a being, physical. On the other hand, you always say it's not exactly so. This is the way um, human deeper is and, and feel. So if you say, you sort of have to pinch yourself and say, he's not God, he's not Gibor, he's not Nora. Or if you see Etzba, you have to pinch yourself and say, it's not really an Etzba. It's not really, not really, not really. It's like when you learn Kabbalah, you know? You have to use language, but then you have to say, you have to have an asterisk there. It says, not exactly, not really. Um, there's a big deal made, many commenters, about the tripartite Kedusha. Kedush, 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 and so it's why three times Kedush. A lot of books on this, the morale, this, that, and the other. Um, as I understand it, it's saying something quite heavy, and that is the following. And it matches what you see in Atta Kodesh. You see Atta Kodesh Shem Kodesh, Kodesh Shem You see three times Kodesh there too. One represents the physical world, one represents the metaphysical world, and the third one represents even higher the world which is not even metaphysical, or the, or the reality, which is not even that. Otherwise, you might get caught up in thinking there are two worlds out there, there's the world we live in, the, the Gashmi's world, and then the Richnius world. 
And many people probably think God lives in the Ruchnius world. But that's incorrect. You know, God created everything, so he created the Ruchnius world. So the angels are saying, Kadosh, that's the regular. Kadosh, that's the, the Ruchnius world, metaphysical world. Kadosh, and then there's something beyond that. Right? Kadosh, Gosh, Hashem, Tzvos, Melochal, Aritz, Kvodo. Melochal, Aritz, therefore, doesn't simply mean his covet is in, in the earth. It's a way of saying it's 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 all there is. Okay? Now, maybe it's a little bit too philosophical, and I don't know if I, when I was a kid I thought that way, but somewhere along the line that occurred to me, maybe after reading the Rambam, I don't know. Uh, it's not like I woke up one day, but it kind of evolved, and I think, and all I can do is just share how I understand it, I think this is the the, 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 the business, Melchor's Kvodo, but the Kvodo is, is immediately backed that by saying, Kvodo Hashem Mimkomo. The covet is connected to the Malkum, and the Malkum is is something God created. So, um, the Malkum is something God created. Let me put that a little more accurately. Malkum is something God created. Space is part of the physical world. Metaphysical world is a world that exists not in time and space. But the physical world, everything has to be in a time and a space. And so, you, the dominant, the worshiper, perceive God in Kadosh, in this world. Um, we see God's actions or we're supposed to, in this world. We see God's actions and presence in a world of time and space, but that's a, a way of interpreting events. What happened in Israel last week, what happened in Iran, I don't know, you know, whatever, what happened in your life, why you drove the left side of the street and not the right side of the street, you know what I mean? That's one kadosh. Then, the second is is um, a place where there's a makom, but it's not physical makom, it's not space, in the regular way, uh, that would be metaphysical world. Uh, the very notion that he sees in Shamayim, a vision of God sitting on his throne, conveys the idea that in the metaphysical world, we, we human beings, that's who's dealing with here, we think of things as being in a place, even though we pinch ourselves and say they're not. So when I say God intervened in the Gaza war, if I said such a thing like that last week, that would be taking place in Moko, regular physical place. If I say I see a vision of a tzaddik in heaven, uh, you know, uh, the very fact that I'm using the word I see him in heaven in some way uh, denotes another kind of Mokom, but I I pinch myself and say it's, it's not actually a physical space. But the third Kadosh is even bigger, right? Because that's happening but I can't even conceive if it is a makam. And yet, right? These are saying that, you know, that the uh, um, the covet of Hashem uh, is mim kamo, is uh, beyond makam. Uh, so that's already took it differently. The first part, that's already talking about where you can conceive God is in some sort of makam context or not. But in the second one, mim kamob means beyond the makam. Uh, that's a higher level. It's a more abstract level. It's a more sublime level. And we did see we're supposed to say that. I'm not sure everybody sees it the way I just said, but I think you're supposed to. And so uh, before we descend in the next paragraphs of the Shemun to Olam Hazer, <laughs> and start saying, Atuchen Olam Das, Lachlano, this and that and the other, 
where you're asking for immediate things in uh, in this world, the world of time and space. Look, give me a raise, help Israel, do this, do that, cure this guy. You know, these are things that are happening. I'm asking, the worshiper is asking for these things to happen in a place where it's perceptible, where you can see, you know, let's say the person gets better. The person has a bad illness, he gets better. You can see it. Let's say Israel has a, you know, the rockets all, all the Arab rockets uh, uh, go haywire. You can see it. So that's, you know, happening this Malcolm. Uh, but when you go Mimikomo, you know, beyond the concept of Malcolm, that's a, little, that's a little heavy. So you're about to ask for a lot of things in this world. And the, the Chazal set that up in Shemun that way. Uh, before you do that, don't get too grub. Um, before you do that, you know, take your mind and concentrate it on, um, how shall I put it, uh, on the sublime. Because uh, otherwise you'll end up thinking of God as just somebody sitting here all the time that you could just ask, and you won't cop the sublime part. Now, if you don't cop the sublime part, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, uh, that's the Rambam versus the Rabbi. The Rambam says anybody who thinks that God could have a form is terrible. The Rabbi says he's not terrible. You know, not terrible. It may not be exactly correct, but it's not terrible. Um, mind you, this is the seaboard now. So when the Shliach seaboard is saying, you know, Shmakolenu, Reinovianinu, Rifoenu, I mean, it sounds very Gashmistic. He's publicly pronouncing on behalf of the seaboard all these sorts of things. Hashibashabatenu, it's very Gashmistic. Uh, before you do that, rather than simply think that God is your buddy or your servant, you're just supposed to make requests of, um, you take it higher. And you evoke uh, the two biblical passages, which, of course, as I said before, one's Yeshaya, one's the other one. They weave it together. But uh, I think you're just going higher. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And then Mimikamot, you know? Uh, the covet of Hashem is more bark than Malkam Hashem. The covet of Hashem, which, again, is not God. But because he created covet, but it's sublime. Uh, the person is required to take himself out of the mundane a little bit, not too much, <laughs> right? You're not one of those Hasidim Roshanos spending an hour, you know, before, during, and after, but you have to do but a, a second or two uh, that we can ask the Tzibur to do. Um, take yourself out of these, you know, uh, everyday concerns and take yourself to something else, refine your concepts of the deity. Use the prophecies of old that sort of describe this, even though they do describe it in very anthropomorphic ways. Remember that these are prophecies. That is to say, they're visions that God bestowed upon the angel. Doesn't mean they happen physically. Uh, doesn't mean they happen in the metaphysical world. Navu is funny. It, 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 it's not a question of the metaphysical world. The Navi had this vision. The fact that he's saying it, you know, it's happening somehow in this world, but it has its own meaning, Okay has its own meaning. Uh, anyway, that's what I think is a good approach um, to the Kedusha. Obviously, on Shabbos, they soup it up a little bit with some extra poetry. But the heart of it is what, it seems to me, the heart of it is, is what I just mentioned. Um, and it does require the person, the Tzibur, let me put it that way, to uh, sort of elevate their thoughts a little bit, get out of the regular, you know, um, what can you do for me lately kind of a notion. That'll come right after the it's over. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's how I understand it. 
And with that, I bid you a good week. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.